and welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, and as always, this is Thor here with Doc and Angry Sasquatch Senpai. <laughs> so uh, this week uh, is going to mark the last episode before a short break. I'm going to be in the midst of moving, among other things, uh, and we will resume next month after I have finished moving, and we will be debuting uh, with our video podcast for those who enjoy podcasts via YouTube or Spotify's new video podcast format. Uh in the meantime, it looks I'll try like to more anime figures on my <laughs> shelving. Yeah, I'll have to like redo my entire room so that like all my transformers are like yeah, behind me. Do that for sure. <laughs> take a take a picture of it. Uh, and wait, what kind of GPU do you have? Uh, I've got a AMD. Oh. Um, you can probably mess with something in like OBS to then redirect it through a virtual camera camera to Discord. But using OBS, you can create a virtual green screen behind you, so you can just put the picture of the Transformers there without ever actually having to do work. Ooh, you'll have to show me that. I love not doing work. <laughs> I just know Don't with, we all? with one of the really nice things about having an NVIDIA card is they just made software that does that for you. <laughs> they also made software that when audio is coming in from people's microphones, it cuts out their annoying air conditioner. They don't take the care to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> That's really neat. Or cut out your own if you have that, like mm -hmm. I used to have to do when I was cramped up in the Pacific Northwest with a window AC unit blowing in my face. <laughs> hey, that's 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 currently me. I am sitting one foot away from my window AC. <laughs> I have a nice big old tall, like one of those like jet air fans behind me that's not even pointing to the wall because that outlet doesn't have an open spot. Oh, it does. I'm just dumb. There is an open spot. Never mind. <laughs> I thought it was taken up between like my work computer's power strip and then my uh, index VR sensor, but it's not. I can plug it in. Never mind. I'm just dumb. I didn't look. I'm too tall. So looking at our itinerary, it looks like it's pretty much all Sasquatch this week with your one featured news article and then some entertainment and industry news. So why don't you go ahead and uh, take it away for us there, Sasquatch? Well, this week I rant about Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I will chime in too. <laughs> Please do. That'll give me a moment to simmer down and not yell. I'm sure Ashley would appreciate not hearing me yelling about magic coming from here because she already hears about use it. Your, use your, Nvidia, hears about it? Use your <laughs> Nvidia software to cut that sound out. Doesn't work on her ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, I already rant about this enough to her on a daily basis so <laughs> every time i see a magic product um but anyways on the heels of a highly overpriced and probably illegal in many countries <laughs> uh whatever tales from middle earth set i think that was it was tales from middle yep. earth uh lord of the rings multiverse universes beyond uh shenanigans where you know they put a lottery card into the drawing along with a bunch of other serialized cards and have completely destroyed what Magic the Gathering is. Um, we have a, a Commander Master set coming out, which Master sets, um, while always being slightly premium, they were always 
pretty much good value beforehand. They were vastly needed reprints for multiple for many formats outside of standard, which is the ever rotating two year. I'm sorry, they changed it to three years without actually planning for that. So never mind. Magic's really fucked. Um, they would reprint older cards outside of standard uh, for now. What is Pioneer, Modern, Legacy? Then you'd have Commander reprints as well, which would be a lot of the stuff coming in there, which is, you know, typically a popular casualish format outside of kitchen table magic, really, where people just bring whatever they want. Um, while slightly, slightly priced above normal, they were still reasonable. And every set started printing off special commander sets, looking at $35 originally for a 100 card deck with a commander that's fully functional, playable out of the box. That moved up to $45 two years ago when Wizards of the Coast stated that the cost in manufacturing supplies and designing was going up on the heels of a records profit earning year. Uh, we had to pay for that more and we continue to pay for that more. And now we're here with Commander Masters. Commander Masters is completely focused around the Commander format. Uh, EDH. Elder Dragon Highlander, most most popular format right now. There is nothing new about this set. These are all needed reprints to try to bring the cost of expensive cards down. You're looking at cards like the Ur Dragon, which is sitting at like $56, which only ever had one reprint, which was in a special from the vault edition, which I had a friend actually gift me for some reason for my birthday. So I have two of them. Um, some other things like a, a special Eldrazi commander deck where the basic land type waste is extraordinarily expensive, even though it's what of one of what cards should be the most cheapest to exist. I'm trying well, to build a deck that features 96 or 97 wastes, and uh, I just don't want to spend the money. We'll get to your solution. Ah. <laughs> um, yes, typically these decks are $45 there was one one outside case with a universes beyond where it was a Warhammer 40k crossover where they were $65 special licensing whatever I guess they made their money they sold out the product they were all at least though completely unique cards they're completely redesigned and all within the Warhammer universe new art everything that's not commander masters it's just all reprints looks like there's a couple new arts here it looks like the ur dragon yeah they're 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 printing with new art and some like special like borders which some i mean special, which is common the other ones too special borders everything has a special border it's not special anymore it's, it's just not different. special like when you randomly got an alternate art planeswalker from war of the spark these are just everywhere now. They're no longer special. It's just half the cards you'll ever see anybody playing with anymore. Well, these decks, these baseline decks are now $85. It's completely out of the price point of anyone who really wants to play this. Um, and that's just the two that aren't selling or sold out already. You have two that are completely sold out already. You have your Eldrazi Unbound, which is reprinting those very expensive basic lands wastes sitting at $140, and you have your Sliver Swarm, which is sitting at $140 also. Typically, you could also buy them in a four-pack. 
that would be the cost of three of them total combined with that fourth one thrown in as a bonus because you're spending all that money up front. No, not this time. It's $375. It's more than all of them combined for some reason. Other base prices combined for some reason. That's probably because of the egregious price of these being pre-sold and then marked up immediately because, uh, well, people want them. Yeah, That's just I mean, where it begins, though. The only the only reason I'm saving and buying one is because I've been saving points at my LGS for months. I've got like a forty dollar discount almost. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, even then, you're not, you're not I'm paying the uh, the hundred and forty dollars though. You're paying the you know completely yeah. normal marked up eighty five dollars because you're going yeah. for an LGS. And then typically you have a bunch of other side products. Uh, you used to only be able to buy one kind of booster box. It was just a, a normal booster box is what it was called. Um, well, now we have set boosters and we have draft boosters. I don't know why they changed this. Because they could probably want to trick people into buying other ones instead. Um, draft boosters. 24 packs. $334. That's about double what it typically is for a set's draft booster box that's higher than what it was for uh tales from middle earth you have your set booster box which is 387 dollars for 24 packs with less total cards in them as well <laughs> for 387.99 and then you have your um i i defended the practice of the collector booster boxes initially i was like you know what they keep it here this is a nice way a nice avenue to push out some alternate arts and everything if people want them it keep the cost of everything else down i was completely wrong i'm a fucking idiot and i'm a fool uh typically <laughs> these would come with 12 packs it was about 125 140 dollars looking at a little cheaper discount than the typical $20 for all of them uh, because you're buying them in bulk. Well, nope, not here. You're getting four packs for the low, low, low price of $223. Um, these come with cards that will f that will curl and pringle pre-opening in their packages. So uh, from Japan, unless you unless you are lucky enough to get a box that what like Doc said was printed foreignly. <laughs> Um, it's it's become completely egregious the price point that Wizards is pushing their product at um, reprints are no longer reprints to help get people back into the game to help people build decks to help people play the game to be able to spend money at Wizard Wizards of the Coast magic events it's just become another point of profit for Hasbro coming off of their record breaking year carried fully by Magic the Gathering. They raised the prices of all of their products anywhere from six to 12 percent, introduced a whole bunch of sub products, more and more products. They changed the verbiage on some products to exclude certain things from them, make them more confusing to people. It's it's to the point where. If you want to play Magic, just go buy a printer and some cardstock. Don't give them money. The reprints, buying the singles, is not even going to be worth it soon. Uh, if I wanted to continue playing in Modern, it's 
constantly having to buy singles of very expensive cards because they're so pushed and overpowered compared to what's previously my already $1,500 modern deck would cost even more as I constantly have to get new and new cards to keep it competitive with everything else coming around. The same goes for standard, which is now even more of a fucked mess going from a two year rotation to a three year rotation rotation just to sell more product that they can still print now because it's no longer out of rotation. Because at a certain point, buying that full booster box for an extra $20 is cheaper than buying the four singles of that one card because you could get those four singles and a bunch extra. Just print your cards. Just proxy them, please. Play with your friends. Don't don't go don't, to tournaments. Don't like, go to tournaments. Don't support this company. Don't make like them realize my, they've made a mistake. My entire online presence is through the secondary market. I spend zero money with Magic the Gathering online anymore. Um, it's all through a card rental program. Wizards doesn't ever see a cent of my money. People will open stuff, they sell those packs to the card rental program. Card rental program, I pay a, a price monthly. Um, they give me the cards I want for that subscription, and then they run their own tournaments for rotating formats. Much better than anything Wizards does with their system. Much better than anything you can do in Magic the Gathering Arena, and that's an entire other thing, which I don't even want to go into with how awful that is. It's just literally one of the worst in-game, like, in-game economies you ever have to deal with, particularly for, like, trading card games. It's even worse, so... Just print your own cards, please. All right. And speaking of other people angry, <laughs> I was just rolling right in. <laughs> uh, various voice actors in the industry are angry at AI deepfakes that are replicating their voices, uh, particularly um, voice actors within the game Skyrim. Um, NS. FW mods using AID fakes of their voices, which you can find what an AID fake of a voice is. If you just go to Twitch, you can find Jesus. You can find a ongoing AI Trump versus Biden event. You can find plenty of things. It's like endless, um, endless hilarity. Like it never stops. Yeah. And it's just at one at some point something's going to have to be done because you're not just creating mm -hmm. an ai model of something randomly from your own work it's not like i have 500 pieces of art that i did myself i want this model to learn from my work so i can replicate what i want on the fly but i could you know touch up and correct mistakes on this is taking someone else's like likeness and yeah. then, then using it elsewhere. And there are some, <laughs> there are going to be, there's going to come a time when something's going to be defaked either visually or via voice, or there's going to come a time where someone's going to say, no, that wasn't me. This was a deep fake and all hell's going to break loose. So stop doing this. Just stop. The main thing too, with things like what's going on with Skyrim is it's like, that's, those voice actors, that's their livelihood. Like you're you're literally stealing from them because if if that grows rampant to a point, it, it becomes to where 
they don't get hired as much if there's people generating AI that can make voices similar to theirs. So it's, but especially using their voice to do something like that, it's just it's not, it, it, it's it's not right. It'd yeah, particularly one- with with how it, 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 yeah, it's not like you're just using it to add some random like dialogue here or there. Mm. It's a very specific purpose that cannot align with them yeah. for a multitude of ways. Just respect people. It's not that hard, unless unless it is, which it just is. That I guess it really is just that hard. For yeah, it seems like for a lot of the populace, it it somehow is but i don't i don't think it's hard i think they just don't care to try yeah that's fair um and sega has decided that they are no longer going to be working with blockchain games their infatuation is closed take note square enix um, the co-chief operating officer, uh, Shuji Utsumi, told Bloomberg straight up, what's the point if games are no fun? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Utsumi. That's exactly what it is. Um, they were one of the first companies, the first major game publishers and developers to hop on the idea of using blockchain to make a pay-to-earn game, a play-to-earn game. Really, it is pay-to-earn. Pay to lose, pay to lose. Let's be real. They're one of the first companies to hop on the entire. The fuck did you just hit your head on a box cat? They're one of the yeah. first companies to hop on the idea of using the blockchain, um, trying to move assets from one game to another NFTs, essentially. Um, but as it went on and on and on. Sega has decided that this would only devalue our proprietary IPs and these games would not be fun. So they are pulling completely um, out of the blockchain development program for any sort of gaming. That's fantastic. Meanwhile, you have Square Enix uh, put it, putting up trailers for their symbiogenesis blockchain game which looks like complete fucking dog water diarrhea have you seen that trailer thor what symbiogenesis let me let me give you this trailer oh no i don't like the way this is sounding at all (laughs) you want to see what square enix is wasting money on oh lord There you go. It's in podcast chat. Just rebel in it's this true HD glory of what the blockchain can bring us. Flashing colors, lights, JPEGs galore. JPEGs. <laughs> just, just take a moment. Watch this. Like, um. I'm pretty sure I made something, some sort of similar trailer for literally nothing in video productions in high school. This was their announcement. This was the first trailer they released for the game. God, are each one of those little segmented images a goddamn um, NFT? NFT. I have no fucking idea, but that's a tree. Um. That's all, it's a tree. And yeah, it's so, a so shitty, it's, it's, building. so it's, it's an NFT though, right? So basically someone's going to own that tree, right? 
I have no idea. I, I have no know. idea how it works. Um, <laughs> thankfully, um, nearly all public gaming NFTs have been those plans have been uh, turned back upon. Even Discord has left that market of trying to implement uh, blockchain and NFTs into their system, which is great. I don't need fucking hacking going on and my account lost with, you know, my only fucking name since they got rid of the fucking, you know, numbers at the end of it. So, yeah. Um, Sega mercifully 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 has pulled out of blockchain i can no longer have fears about yakuza going down the wrong path and a few months after microsoft killed its a one dollar game pass trial offer it's back um so right (laughs) a few weeks after microsoft increased the price of games passed in most regions by a dollar um, they reintroduced the $1 offer for both new and lapsed subscribers. So if you want to hop back in for a month of Games Pass, um, you can go ahead and do that. There's no idea on when that expires, though. I'll probably try to get people in before um, the ABK deal goes through or before Starfield launches in two months. Things like that. Probably trying to get people back into the program. But currently, as it is, $1 offer if you've lapsed or never had it before. Speaking of Sega, Sonic co-creator Yuji Naka was issued a two and a half year prison sentence for his insider trading when he worked um, at when he learned of the creation of Square Enix mobile games and bought stock along with others in the company who was creating it. Um, The ill-fated first soldier, uh, Final Fantasy first soldier mobile battle royale. Um, He was also issued a $1.2 million fine after being found guilty of that. Um, His two and a half year prison sentence, however, was suspended for four years. So. No idea what that means. I don't know how that works in Japan. It it goes four years or it's suspended as long as he no longer participates in insider trading again. He's good. For four I, years, it should mean that suspended sentence, at least in in United States legal terms, should mean that like that's that's what's over his head. So if he doesn't fulfill these conditions, then then that's okay. the, what so, they yeah. can add on to it. So if you you know you might have you twenty a twenty in, year sentence with with yeah with five years prison, fifteen suspended means you would spend five in prison and then spend fifteen on probation parole. And then if they violated your probation parole, that fifteen years is what they can send you back for. So it's your your uh your your shit time. I don't know. Well, unless you're Martha Stewart committing white collar crime, <laughs> you're not going to get prison sentence, I guess. So just uh, behave. Um, speaking of white collar crimes, Denuvo plans to offer independent benchmarks in an attempt to prove its DRM doesn't cause performance problems. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I said that. It makes no sense. They're just flat out lying about it not causing performance problems. Um, Stephen Huynh, chief operating officer of video games with Denuva, said, quote, there is no perceptible impact on gameplay because it's because of the way we do things. When, however, there has been a ton of proof. In fact, Denuvo DRM affects gameplay. 
And the results is, show that was a lie. What he said is a lie. Yeah. Um, so however they plan on offering independent benchmarks, it's who they so choose. They should probably just stick with Digital Foundry, who's the one who pointed out all of these issues in the first place with various different games from various different providers showing the official game running with the Nuvo DRM had many more technical issues from reduced frame rates, reduced performance overall than a pirated version that did not have the Nuvo DRM. So it's just there. Uh, Denuvo does was purchased by a new company, so they're trying to prove it and keep it on there. I don't know what they're trying to prove anything. No one's going to like it anyways. People don't like DRM. Um, there's not really a proven reason to even need DRM on a game because you're not going to protect your sales. The average consumer is not going to go out and pirate a game. The people who are going to pirate games are just going to wait the three days until it's cracked anyways and pirate the game. And I would That's argue that like a game having Denuvo is a reason for people pirating it. So you could even make an argument as to less people will do it if you just stop using Denuvo. Oh, I would buy a game and then pirate it because it didn't have Denuvo. Yeah, that's it's it was just better. It was just better. Like they got their money. I got a working game. That was that. Um, so, yeah. There's a, a, a ton of reason why DRM is just bad from the Nuvo had this issue last year when their servers went offline, when they forgot to pay an internet hosting bill and their oh games were God. accessible. So there's a straight up impact right there, Mr. Wynn. <laughs> um, a Rainbow Six Siege cheater who swatted an Ubisoft Montreal uh, with uh, a fake hostage call got a three year community sentence. Um, Yanni Yanox Wahween also pleaded guilty to DDoSing the French government and threatening the developers of Minecraft. So he was a outstanding French Canadian. Um, they, he's only 22 years, 22 years old and was doing this. Um, so yeah, he was responsible for the swatting of Ubisoft Montreal back in 2020. Um, he was given a three-year community sentence, a non-custodial sentence, which allows people convicted of some non-violent crimes to serve their time outside of prison. Um, personally, swatting is a very violent crime. We have had people yeah, what? killed by people have been killed by swatting. It it should be treated like you are attempting manslaughter. That's how it should be treated. Yeah, like um, it's, and I get that they're <laughs> they're not committing the violence, but at the same way, the way that we legal systems treat, like if you order a hit on somebody, you're still accountable for what happened. It's no different than that. It's still violent because you are the one that created that violent action, one way or another. Yeah, I don't. <clears throat> yeah, it's it is a violent offense in and of itself. Mm -hmm. um, it should be treated like you are the one pulling up there trying to commit the violent act because there's there's no other thing. What are you trying to do? Scare someone? Yeah, send, no, them, a, send them a message online. Don't send the police. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Get their dog killed and get them shot? It's it's total nonsense. Um, and it's it's. Yeah, I'm not going to go into a whole thing about it, but it's it's fucked up. Let's see. And up 
articles are a little out of whack, but uh, going back to Sega, Sega of America has officially unionized the Irvine and Burbank offices of California vote to overwhelmingly unionize under the communications workers of America. Um, so the main Sega offices over in Japan are working out how exactly this will work for them and what will be done going forward. Um, a release sent by Sega stated, Hello all, today we received tentative results of the National Labor Relations Board Union election of the approximate 212 eligible voters. 139 employees participated in the election. The majority of employees who participated in the election voted yes and opted for unionization with the Communication Workers of America. The official outcome of the election is not yet certified by the NLRB. Any party may file objections to the election within seven days of the vote count. Throughout this process, we have maintained a high level of respect for our employees' rights. We have provided factual information and answered your questions regarding what changes with a union. Our employees are a critical component of our access. While we believe that a direct relationship promotes supportive environment, responsiveness, and shared commitment, we respect our employees' rights and maintain our legal commitment to the NLRB process. Uh, we will update you when we have more information about the next steps. In the meantime, if you have any immediate questions, please contact Human Resources. So wonder why only 139 of them voted. They probably just didn't want to join out, would be my guess, so they just didn't vote. So yeah, um, there's some more people being unionized there in the gaming workforce. How that will affect Sega of America, that is honestly to be seen. So that is going on in Irvine and Burbank. And the Video Game History Foundation estimates that 87% of classic games are now unavailable. So that is a sad bit of news. Um, the Video Game uh, History Foundation and the Software Preservation Network um, have stated that 87% of classic games released in the U.S. are out of print and completely unavailable. Uh, the remaining 13% can be easily accessed, whether that's through the re-release on modern platforms or through an officially provided emulation service. But typically, they are not provided from an emulation service officially, and then you're sued if you try to get access to those games. You did me a sad. <laughs> I did you a sad. I mean, that's how it goes. That's what you're looking at when you're thinking about, like, the loss of silent film and early television as well is it's just all gone. I'm now or sticking like all the disco records that were burned in the 70s. Yeah, I'm. I'm now sticking my tongue out to everyone that made fun of me for keeping on uh, keeping a hold of all of my old games instead of trading them in. <laughs> um, this study was produced to substantiate the amount of video game history in danger of being lost and provide evidence why libraries and archives should be allowed to preserve games in a similar way that other media forms such as books and yeah. films can be preserved. Um, this this included over 4000 games released before 2010. Um, including every Game Boy title released in the U.S. Uh, they explain their methodology in full detail in a blog post with their results. Um, comparing By comparison, 14% of American silent films from 1912 to 1929 still survive today, compared to 13% of games from 80s to, to 2010. Oof. Another um, and this is really This is really on the heels of Nintendo closing the 3DS and the Wii U eShops in March. Um, which then removed more than half of the Game Boy titles still in print at the time, leaving only 5.87% available today to still be obtained through legal means. 
coming from a quote from them, we should be thinking ahead to the infrastructure needed to address the problems of the present and the future. Access to video game history shouldn't have to be reserved for only the most dedicated and the no fans, which is, I think that's fair. I think that's agreeable. I mean, losing 80% of losing 80% of the what is considered classic for an entire and what is still new medium is is sad sad yeah uh moving over to some sony news specifically naughty dog studios the co-president uh evan wells has retired after 25 years this leaves uh, Neil Druckmann, who is there currently sitting alone at the top of the studio. Excuse me, at the top of the studio. I see no god up here, but me. <clears throat> so a he lot of stuff. Throne. <laughs> and uh, a lot of news coming out of Microsoft and the FTC's well coming out of the FTC wasting our tax dollars really um earlier this week specifically on the 10th when the non-public version was published and made known to the parties involved and on the 11th when a heavily redacted public version was made just to get the information out there as soon as possible um, the Ninth District Court of Northern California stated that the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction against Microsoft was denied on all counts. Um, Judge Judge Corley, who presided over it, who, let me be clear, the FTC wanted the case in her courtroom and denied Microsoft the right to move it elsewhere to get a speedier to potentially get a speedier trial because the FTC wanted this to be tied up behind other trials going on in the in the district, which was addressed within the ruling as well. Um, well, their preliminary injunction was denied. Every point that they tried to make was addressed within the 53 page ruling. Now, the first like 12 pages or so are uh, Judge Corley going over and explaining every relevant piece of information. So information such as who is Microsoft? Who is the FTC? Who is Activision? How much money do they make? What is being talked about here? What is the main point of contention, et cetera, et cetera. And then going down the list of every point that the FTC tried to make and articulate on why this would be bad for the consumer. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I mean, why it would be bad for Sony. Um, <laughs> which had to be spoken to the FTC by the judge multiple times. This is about the consumers, not about Sony, which she even wrote within the uh, the beginning of the ruling. What she said that was denied is that the the deal, while bad for Sony, is good for gamers because um, it just opens it up to to larger to a larger audience via other means. But the FTC has decided that they want to appeal this. And how that appeal process works is quite funny. Um, they first send an appeal to Judge Corley herself saying, hey, we want you to find that you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when she replies and says, no, I wasn't, then it moves on to the appeals court, which is above them. However, this appeal is trying to tie them up, trying to get the preliminary injunction reinstated as well as the temporary restraining order which expires Friday at 11:59 p.m. So after 11:59 p.m. on July 14th, 
at 11.59 yeah, p.m. after July 14th, Microsoft and Activision Blizzard can go forth with their merger. Hey, uh, with least, this appeal... At least yeah. there is an appeal court. When I did my appeal for my home appraisal, it was the same thing. I told the appraiser, I disagree. It went directly to him, and he said, I don't. Finn. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, this is all it might not even get to the appeals court in time because theoretically, if it doesn't make it to them in time and they don't make a ruling in favor of the FTC and they don't give a response, Microsoft can still merge with Activision Blizzard and then nothing happens anyways. It's just like mm. null and voiding up in the air and just fizzles. It, it was like, it's like counterspelled by the state of the board. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so who knows how fast that will be turned around. I Ideally, if everything's working correctly, we'll see something either it'd have to be tomorrow. But George Corley is also in the middle of another case um, that they had to push back because the FTC demanded it be in her district. So they pushed back another case so that they could have their case here, which they wanted after the initial case to tie up the deal. So Microsoft couldn't purchase ABK, which seems to be their entire seemed to be their entire goal judging from the ruling and what i was able to listen in on um but they're appealing uh if feels court who knows how long that will take um like i said if they don't give a ruling saying yay or nay before the deal officially goes through the deal doesn't officially go through uh well the deal will go through whether they say no you can't appeal because no new evidence can be put into place Nothing new. It's based specifically on everything already provided and the written ruling already present. Um, and speaking of that ruling, we will be getting a better, less redacted version once both parties are able to go over and say, OK, this information is OK in here. Because currently, as it stands, there's about like a page and a half of Sony information completely redacted that no one can see. So probably being well the court at least knew how to redact information properly sony and the fdc and microsoft seem to not be able to but with that going on activision blizzard king has put in a proposal with nasdaq to have them remove from the stock market come monday um, nasdaq put out a notice to everybody that come monday activision blizzard king will be removed this is prior to them being owned by Microsoft, where those, you know, they would be owned by Microsoft. Is now essentially Microsoft stock. Um, Microsoft shares went up. Uh, Activision went down just, just because it was sitting over 90 and the offer was exactly $90 per share. So um, anything over is not really gaining much for anybody looking to, to sell that real quick. And then jumping over to the CMA, uh, coming on the news that the FTC lost and was denied the, P the PI, the uh, CMA over in the UK decided we're going to put a pause on this and we're going to work with Activision, with Microsoft on the Activision Blizzard deal. They wanted to speak it over. They put a pause on the blockage, talk with Microsoft to some sort of deal, much like Microsoft did with the EU rather successfully by offering a no fee deal with every single streaming provider who want cloud streaming provider who wants the deal and be able to host the services 
Games Pass and sell games on their platforms. Microsoft abided. So they have in perpetuity free licensing deals to sell the games and Microsoft probably doesn't care. They get that profit anyways. Um, the CMA said that we want to, we are going to be working with Microsoft to come up with how this deal could be remedied to meet our requirements, which their requirements were exactly that of the EUs. They just don't want to cave. Um, however, then they did stipulate that any restructuring of the deal, which is what they want to meet their requirements, will be faced by more scrutiny and a new injunction. So the CMA is just really trying to halt off longer. Um, it seems like what it comes down to, the, <laughs> however it might happen, if it's not approved in the UK and the deal does go through, I'm not sure which products of Microsoft would not be allowed in the UK. But I mean, I'm so petty. If I was, if I was uh, Nadell, the CEO, the, the head of Microsoft is all, I would just pull all my products from, from the UK. So, but I'm really petty, and that's probably why I'm not a politician. <laughs> Can you imagine the chaos when the all of the servers running every bit of infrastructure using MS-DOS is pulled? Can you imagine some poor clown government worker <laughs> having to figure out how to get Linux working? I definitely can. <laughs> and I'm here on for a, it. On a piece of equipment from the 80s that the government never bothered upgrading because, well, it works now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the CMA is still playing games with Microsoft. Microsoft, it seems like, is fully going through with the deal come Monday. Um, more than likely, the appeal will not be granted in the FTC's favor just because of how the ruling was worded out. Um, it was very clear in why the FTC failed. Hmm. It is a it is an interesting document to read through. It's public information. I recommend going and taking a look. And speaking of the other end of that uh, that court case between Microsoft and the FTC, Sony, who the FTC was defending for some reason. Um, has decided to spend another $2.13 billion on research and development for live service games and extended reality technology. So it seems like they really, the uh, the Apple whatever headset really scratched their itch, because that's what that is. <laughs> so um, who knows how that's going to go. But this is $2.13 billion that was pulled from the $11 billion that they had set aside for purchasing more developers and perhaps publishers. Um, so they are pulling a good fifth of that to research more into live service titles. Um, it was. Bungie that it was for their knowledge of how to run a live service game. And so they're going to take that money and I'm assume work with Bungie to get their uh, new strategy of live service games going. And if you're going to do some R&D to it, it's definitely going to be more about nickeling and diming. And kind of merging industry and entertainment news here for us. Um, some more Reddit fallout from them turning public here at the end of August, August or September. Um, the Cyberpunk 2077 subreddit has decided that 
they don't like Reddit anymore, and they have designated themselves a not safe for work subreddit, which means per Reddit regulations and rules, any not safe for work subreddit can no longer have advertising on it. And they uh, Reddit said that they can't do this. It's against their rules and regulation. It's against the rules to wrongfully change a subreddit with an incorrect title, such as not safe for work. They said we're not going to change it back. Cyberpunk 2077 is a mature game with mature themes such as nudity and sex scenes. So they have began posting nude and sex scenes of V in the game. It's technically all within the game and it's correct. So someone's doing something with their power. <laughs> um, the community around the subreddit for Cyberpunk 2077 has obliged many posts on their front page. Um, right now are screenshots of V, nude, and other characters. Not outright porn, so it's everything within game. Speaking of having sex in game, a bunch of Baldur's Gate 3 news came out from Larian Studios in their final panel from hell. <laughs> they actually got kicked off Twitch. Um, turns out there is a sex, sex scene where you can fuck a bear. But it's what? a druid. So it's, okay. it's a druid. <laughs> oh my god! Um, Baldur's the Gate always pushing the script. <laughs> the druid Halson, um, one of the main NPCs you can get as a companion to play through, or play as, as opposed to creating your own like self-insert or custom hero. Which uh, Larian's games playing as one of the pre-created characters is always really fun because they're like properly voiced. They have a full-fledged storyline going along with the main storylines. I think I put I, I put way too many hours into Divinity 2 playing as each individual character. Um, but the druid Halzen can wild shape into a bear, and he can do this in romantic cutscenes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they got... That uh, wasn't Twitch, it was TikTok. They got banned on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was pretty interesting. And that's just a, a bit more, a bit more of the news coming for Baldur's Gate 3, which thank goodness is was pushed up a month so I can spend some time playing it. Um, there's also an in game newspaper that will react to your choices during quest and various things within the game. But if you don't like the news, you can break in and run the newspaper yourself, just a hostile takeover. Um, that last panel from hell, if you are a if you are looking forward to Baldur's Gate 3, go check it out. It was a blast. Electronic Arts, um, specifically EA Sports, has announced they're returning to the MMA fighting game scene with UFC 5. A full reveal will become September 2023. Um, only thing really shown was a new logo. It says EA Sports UFC 5. There we go. <laughs> Electronic Arts is also working with Marvel Games on a new superhero game. Um, the former studio boss of Middle Earth Shadow of Mortar decided to take up an all new single player Black Panther game with them. Um, this will be developed by Cliffhanger Games. Um, and this is the former Monolith Productions vice president, Kevin Stevens. So he probably have a little bit of a. Middle Earth Shadow of Mortar in there. And you know what? Those games were fantastic. The uh, 
Shadow of War and Shadow Mordor games. Definitely worth a play. So uh, coming from him, we're dedicated to delivering fans a definitive and authentic Black Panther experience, giving them more agency and control over the narrative than they have ever experienced in a story-driven video game. Wakanda is a rich superhero sandbox, and our mission is to develop an epic world for players who love Black Panther and want to explore the world of Wakanda as much as we do. Um, Not much of the product has been revealed, aside from it's being worked on, and it's a Black Panther single-player game, but it's going to be, quote, an original third-person single-player game. So, yeah, it's coming from the talent there at... um, the Fanger Studios within EA. Speaking of superheroes, um, The Boys, Amazon Prime's uh, superhero violent romp, has a crossover with uh, Call of Duty going on right now. Um, so that's weird. Currently, there is Starfire available to play as. Um, Then you also have Homelander and Black Noir coming out in the weeks to come. There's also some weird in-game events to unlock camos. They added superhero powers to Warzone. Warzone is becoming more and more like Fortnite every single day. That's what I was about to say. Great. That's uh, not the only boys crossover news, though. It is confirmed that Homelander, Homelander will be coming to Mortal Kombat 1. Hmm. Well, at least that makes a little more sense. It does make a lot more sense. Um, (laughs) And this is coming. This is just confirmation. um, When Amazon accidentally leaked the Mortal Kombat 1 DLC roster, this is the first one. Uh, You have Homelander, Peacemaker, and Omni-Man. So So that canonically puts Homelander in the same universe as Superman. Right? Um. No, isn't DC and 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 uh, and no, there, there was black, there was black hole timey wimey shit with that one. Okay, I, I I didn't play it much, so I don't remember. I I did. I don't remember just once though, and I don't remember like what the storyline was or how they were connected. Did the Joker, the Joker blew up some bomb and the flash ran really fast and canceled out the bomb. But then all of the DC heroes wound up the DC heroes and villains present wound up in the mortal Kombat universe. Okay. 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 Yeah. Not to be confused with the infamous universe, which they should really make a new one of. I want an infamous three. Oh man. Infamous one was really cool. Infamous 2 had some weird RPG gear stuff to it, which I didn't like. I never like. had a chance to play that one. I only played the first one. I never got to play any of them, but I have all of them. <laughs> See here. And last bit of superhero news I have is Superman Legacy has cast a new star to sh- to appear. Um, Nathan Fillion will be appearing as Green Lanterns. No, not Cade Six. Nathan Fillion. Um, <laughs> he will be playing uh, Green Lantern Guy Gardner, who he quoted himself as a hulking mass of masculinity. So, I mean, anything with Nathan Fillion. So, I sent you guys a TikTok that had Nathan Fillion in it, and I don't know if anyone watched it. 
turns out when you have two sexy dudes and a sexy lady who was actually once a dog go underwater and come out of a pool together, they turn into Nathan Fillion. Because that's the I'm most sorry, sexy what? thing in the world. <laughs> I'll see if I can't find it again. That's okay. You don't have to do that. <laughs> but it had Nathan Fillion. Yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> but yeah, Nathan Fillion will be appearing in James Gunn's first technically uh, new DCEU film universe movie, Superman Legacy. So has a has a big cast already. So, CN Respawn Entertainment is recruiting for a new Star Wars game in their Jedi series. So, Star Wars, Star Wars colon Jedi colon whatever will have a third game. So, we probably figured that one easily. I mean, I didn't even finish it, and I figured that would be happening. So, they are currently hiring a principal game writer, senior VFX artist, and audio engineer. Um, specifically listed for being for Star Wars Jedi, which they don't need those anymore for the current game. So keep a lookout for that in a few years. Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge is getting a new DLC, Dimension Shellshock, and is coming with a new survival horde mode. So if you just want to fight off a bunch of enemies at once, trying to live as long as you can, this mode is for you, and so is this DLC. Lastly, there was a bit of trolling happening in WoW Classic. Um, there is a subset of WoW Classic players who play the game in a hardcore style, much like uh, Thor, how you have Iron Man and RuneScape, where if you mm. die, you're dead, you're gone. There are players I'm, who play WoW Classic in a hardcore mode, where if you die, you're dead, you're gone. You can't revive. I th- Damn. I think, um, I don't know. My first encounter with that was Diablo. Did someone do that before Diablo or was that a Diablo, Diablo thing? Diablo had hardcore. I'm sure other games have had the hardcore modes. That's that so. was my first experience with Diablo. It. Yeah, Diablo, the original Diablo. I guess it was technically like a roguelite because you died, you started mm-hmm. over. Diablo 2 had hardcore and softcore. Diablo 3 had hardcore software. Diablo 4 did. Um, I'm sure there are other games. Like, other games will have Iron Man modes where you can't, you know, saves come and go back and revive dead people, particularly, like, RPGs and turn-based RPGs. So it's not new, but it's... Uh, hardcore is not a officially supported mode within WoW Classic yet. That is coming. They are officially going to support it because it does have a large enough subset of players who play it that they are going to officially support it. But the news isn't about it being supported. There was a little bit of a trolling situation. Um, So a guild within Hardcore who raided together, leveled together for over a year. They went through multiple raids up until the most recent raid that was released with the latest re-expansion to the game. Um, he griefed the entire 40-man raid by specifically stacking one boss over the other and then using a few various abilities to get him to kill the entire 40-man group. This dude spent a year of his life pretending to be friends with over 40 people to do this. What the fuck? Um, (laughs) Talk about the long con. Horseman incident. Um, So, yeah. Um, Now, with how it works, they can technically... 
reach out to the people who created WoW Hardcore and get the ruling reversed because it was clear trolling. Um, the person who successfully raided, who called themselves Tiny Violin, uh, he immediately capitalized on it and people started giving him money on his Twitch channel. But Twitch, uh, if you break in-game rules and stuff, doesn't take kindly to that and will, you know, ban you and suspend you for breaking terms of service of games as well. Um, yeah, so this happened during the Four Horsemen event. Um, he was yeah, one of the was main... a crazy one. Yep, and he uh, was one of the group's main tanks and had to position himself exactly upon this tank. Which which one is there with a V? I can't remember. It was so long ago. Right. Um, but yeah, so they can appeal this and get all their characters back. Um, some of them said they didn't want to. And if they all agree to not want to, I think it was probably just staged. But uh, that's a long stage for a bunch of people. Yeah. But if you don't, if you don't do this sort of appeal and you let this stand, then that's just going to ruin that community and kill it because then people are going to continue doing it because they know they're going to get away with it. And now there's um, going to be people trying to top each other yep. in efficiencyness. Absolutely. There are going to be people trying to recreate this incident. Um, but this is like specifically the only one where this can happen because it doesn't allow a, a petrification potion to work to save your life because of how the damage stacks. It's the only it's the only attack in the game that gets through a petrification potion. That's why he had to specifically choose this boss encounter this specific boss to do this on for the entire raid group he also had to get himself into a main tank role within the yes group. he had to pretend to make friends with the entire guild and participate in a manner to become a main tank for them right i don't i don't know how it is nowadays but when when i was playing in vanilla warcraft being the main tank was a big deal it was, like, yeah. You needed f- that fight. Yup. I mean, I did see, I did see something where people were going through um, old raid encounters before, and they were actually they only had one tank because they had never experienced it before. They had two <laughs> tanks, so they actually had people whose entire job were just to kite the other two around. And it worked. It just took forever. It was funny. But uh, yeah, this is a this is an immensely long, long, long con. Um, Blizzard has been known to ban griefers for people playing this hardcore style, Um, but he doesn't seem to care. He had 20 different Blizzard accounts. He was multi to debuff players who had world buffs, so he doesn't care. Uh, they're gonna have to take more, take a, a step larger than just you know, banning an account with him. If they do anything, they're gonna have to hardware ban him. Well, that will wrap it up for my news to this week. All right, um, ranting. <laughs> well, I haven't really been playing anything except the usual, a little bit of, a little bit of Final Fantasy, a little bit of Destiny. Um, but I've had a lot going on, um, so I haven't been playing too much. But uh, what have you guys been playing this last week? Oh, mostly Destiny. Uh, I did log on to Guilty Gear for a little while, played that for a bit with my buddy, both Exard and Strive. 
Uh, nice. Eggsard's got rollback now, which is absolutely fantastic. How about you, Sasquatch? Um, what are you even playing? Well, Diablo 4, naturally. I cut back on that a little bit just to not burn myself out when Season 1 launches mm-hmm. in seven days. Um, there'll be a whole bunch of new stuff to play through. I was initially wrong. It's not just six uniques and seven legendary aspects. Those are just the ones going into the base game immediately. It's actually more than six uniques and 35 legendary aspects. So in the legendary aspects, for um, those who don't play it, like heavily modified skills and how they function, essentially. Same with uniques. So there's a lot more content than initially thought along with the normal stuff coming in the season as well, the maligned hearts. So um, I don't want, I don't want to get burned out before that comes up. So do the hardcore stuff with that on my own. Again, just been playing hardcore on my own and then playing with Ashley in the evenings, typically um, co-oping through there. Then I've been playing some battlefield 2042. That's fun. It comes with Games Pass, it turns out, so why not? Um, they have a special event going on for their Season 5, which is a really fun new mode. Um, it's called Control. Not a new name, but just a new mode for the game overall. Starts off with four points that both teams are trying to capture, and you earn points from those zones if you control it, adding to your total score. Once those four are all depleted, it turns to three points in different locations on the map. Rinse and repeat, then it turns into two points, and then it turns into one point. So the large 64-player battle keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking down from a large spread-out battle into a very compact, very close-quarters battle. And as you play, more vehicles become available. So 2042 has actually turned into a really, really fun game. I remember playing it at launch. I was like, this is ass. (laughs) Uh, I played enough of Modern Warfare Two to notice why is Starfire here? So, <laughs> and uh, Sergeant Pisps, Sergeant Pisps, and uh, the other one on the way as well. Um, more cheating in DMZ by buying, more paying to win the DMZ mode with those skins. So, there's that going on. Wait, what? Huh? What? What are this? What are the skins do? What are people paying to win? Um, so some of the skin bundles give you special special things within the DMZ mode, which is their like very, very soft core escape from Tarkov mode. Like they'll give you a free UAV or they'll give you a free self revive kit or they'll give you a free like fully decked out LMG or other gun for it. Those ones give you self revive kits. So it's very pay to win. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything for the normal mode where it's just a cat person skin, which is not the cat girl people wanted. Um, I tried to play Magic the Gathering. I played a few games. Didn't have any fun. Then, like in the middle of winning the third game in a best of three, I just alt f four because I was bored. I wasn't having any fun. So they got a free win. <laughs> 
after sitting there waiting. I also played a little bit of the division too. It was on super sale. It was like three bucks for the big edition during the summer sale. Oh, wow. So I remember playing that initially before um before Destiny was a thing. Um so if you like looter shooters, you know always give the division two a try. It's super fun. I love it. Way more grounded and kind of realistic. Um but really, I'm going to be devoting a lot of time to Exo Prime will come tomorrow when that launches. So that's going to be on Games Pass as well. So if you have Games Pass and you ever thought, I want to wear a mech suit and shoot dinosaurs. Here you go. I never thought I would. I thought it was a stupid ass fucking idea. And then I played it. And that's about it. Nice. Well, that's going to wrap it up this week for us then. So don't forget to like and subscribe. And remember, you can go into Discord to check out podcasts live on Thursday nights when we record. Uh, Don't forget, we're going to take a short break until uh, mid-August or so. Until then, make sure to tune into Sasquatch's channels listed in the description below, especially, I believe, his YouTube channel uh, to keep up with current events during the podcast hiatus yeah i'm gonna be trying to do something daily yeah so i don't kill my voice every thursday (laughs) so yeah go in and uh check that out uh other than that have a great weekend and we'll see you on the next one